What's up, baseball fans? We are back. Episode 14, rounding third, the baseball podcast. This is a great one. This is a great day. Max, baseball is back. Roll the intro. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. It's the day we've been waiting for. I feel like, what, we're around day 90. Finally, finally, day 99. I think that's right, too. What's your announcement to the people? Why are we so excited? Man, I mean, this is pretty sweet. I mean, we've been waiting for this day since we started this podcast, I guess, 14 weeks ago. But finally, after... Back and forth for weeks on end. We almost have a deal. We don't have a deal. We almost have a deal. There's no deal. Um, today, the Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association agreed to a deal to start baseball opening day, April 7th, full 162 games. I mean, James, what's your immediate reaction? I'm stoked. I mean, what that means, we are under a month out from opening day. Um, obviously, we both love baseball. It's obviously our favorite thing. That's why we decided to talk about it for fun. I mean, it, it, it was excruciating as a baseball fan to watch the lockouts, to try and cover it, to see the sports not happening, the coverage, bad optics, and all of that is gone. The cloud has left. No black cloud over baseball. We're back. Nothing but excitement. Players on the field, the crack of the bat, the whole nine, Cracker Jack. I mean, I'm stoked. I'm so happy. It's a great day, great day for baseball, uh, just great day in general. It really is, and it's kind of crazy that – so, like, I think free agency, uh, what James told me right before this podcast and what we've kind of been here, free agency started five minutes ago. So, you know, our phones might be blowing up here getting some news, tweet notifications and stuff, so you never know. But we will be covering all this free agency stuff. We're planning on ramping up this podcast uh, as the season approaches. Opening day is 28 days away. So expect a bunch of content from us and covering all the free agency news as it rolls in. But, yeah, I mean, James, should we jump into this? Like, let's, let's kind of uh, break down what this new CBA looks like and also kind of talk about how crazy the last 72 hours have been. Yeah, and how we got here, there's certainly uh, certainly a lot to unpack. And just real quick, I'll say as we gear up, we definitely will be uh, putting out episodes more than just Friday. I imagine before next Friday, we'll probably have two different episodes uh, coming out related to free agency because expecting a ton of signings, and then we want to preview all the different divisions before the season. So there will be a ton of content, all the more reason to follow the Spotify so you're not missing any new shows. Get engaged with the Twitter. We've been tweeting a ton. Uh, rounding third, the baseball podcast. And with that, Max, I'll say uh, take us in and let's start to unpack this CBA. Yeah, let's do it. And, and also on that note, like, look, we have there are 200 unsigned free agents as we're making this episode. And there are 28 days before the season starts. So, I mean, it is going to be pandemonium for the next couple of weeks. And it's going to be awesome to follow. Could be some of the craziest couple of days in baseball. But 
So let's break this down. So all this craziness, obviously, we remember a couple weeks ago when they were like, this is the deadline to start the season on time, March 31st, opening day, and they didn't get it done. And so they canceled, like we talked about, I think last episode, they canceled the first two series, like 91 or something games. Pretty yep. depressing. Uh, so they set a new deadline for Tuesday, and they were like, oh, we're going to cancel more games, blah, blah, blah. And they passed that deadline, and it seemed like they were going to cancel more games. And they even kind of said they were, but didn't say they were. They said uh, opening day won't be any later than April 14th. But they keep setting these just random deadlines and then go past them and then change the deadline. But who cares? It went into today. They kept talking. They were like, we're close. We can do it. There's all these new issues coming up that they're resolving. And we have our CBA. So let's get into it a little bit. New big things to know, big things that everyone will care about. Opening day is slated for most teams on April 7th. I don't think every team plays that day, but that will be the official start of baseball. Um, spring training is set to start March 18th to 20th time frame, so just over a week from now. Players have three days from today to re- mandatory mandatorily report to their teams unless they have visa issues or something like that. But big changes to the season. Um, a new rule that was in place uh, since the COVID year, we had seven inning double headers and a runner on second uh, in extra innings. That's cut. I'm in a fan of it. Um, James, I want to hear your opinion on this because this is kind of a controversial issue. The runner on second in extra innings, did you like it? Do you not like it? We might have talked about this before, but let's hear your take. Yeah, I think I actually was kind of a fan of it. Um, and I was – now, I will say it's nice when you don't have that because when you win a game in extra innings with no runner, you properly won the game. You went, you know, station to station and got around all four. My biggest problem with this, I just don't want pitchers – having to eat innings. And like, if you go to the 16th inning on game one of a series, that entire series is shot for both teams, which I guess is fair. And then the kicks back. I don't see the point in that. Now, of course, those games don't happen very often. Um, I've been to a couple of those marathon games and man, they suck when you're sitting there at two in the morning and you're like, well, I made it this far. I can't leave till this game ends. Um, But I think it's exciting, provides a little bit more juice. Um, I didn't like the play of some teams, you know, when they were home and it got down to like the bottom of the 10th and they were still tied. They would just bump the runner to third and hit a sack fly. And I thought that was a ridiculous garbage way to win baseball games. So it's good that that aspect is gone. Um, As for the seven inning double headers, I very much, one of my favorite moments was when uh, Madison Bumgarner had the seven inning no hitter. So sad that that's gone, but seven inning games were so stupid. I get why they did them, but they were just stupid because you're not – like, how does that count the same as a nine-inning game? You know, it's not the same amount of outs. It's six less outs. That makes a huge impact. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm with you. And, I, you know, both of these rules were put in place during the COVID year and basically to speed up games, right, end games quicker, double headers. So, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm happy it's back to, to traditional baseball. I think there were some pros to starting a runner on second base, like you said. But I think all in all, I think this is good to get back to traditional baseball. Another one that we actually talked about this a couple weeks ago, but this is official. The National League will have a designated hitter. Uh, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. I don't think we need to jump into it here. But that's great to see. Um, no more pitchers back. We're both excited on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know some, you know, older fans wanted to see the pitchers batting. It's, you know, the way it's always been. But too many injuries for players that are just up there, and it's an easy out. It doesn't make much sense. 12-team playoff. So prior to this new CBA, it was a a 10-team playoff other than the COVID year, which was kind of just crazy. A 10-team playoff, so basically five teams in each league, the three division winners and two wild cards. And now with the 12-team playoff, it's going to three division winners, three wild cards from each league. So 12 total teams. I like it. This was actually an interesting contentious point between the two sides, between the players and the owners. The owners were hoping for 14 teams. So a a fourth wild card team to be added. But the players were adamantly opposed to this because they thought that basically putting half the league into the playoffs would disincentivize teams from spending money on players because baseball, you know, it's one of those sports where you get into the postseason, you get hot for a couple, a couple weeks, your pitchers align up, right? You know, you can make a deep run when you're not necessarily the best team in baseball. You know, I saw it firsthand in 2011 with the Cardinals. It's, it's happened over and over again where teams who, probably aren't actually the best team in baseball are able to make a run just because they get hot at the right time. So the, the, the players didn't want 14 teams because they just thought that was too much. It would disincentivize teams from spending money on their players. James, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, I think it's always good to, you know, maybe add a little more players, a little more teams um, into the playoffs because you get a better chance to watch your team in the postseason. Do you think this is a good move? I actually don't like the move. Um, Part of the reason of that is because of how long the baseball season is. I feel like that's a direct reflection of, you know, if you're going to play 162 games, by the time you got down to those last five teams, we were pretty certain outside of a select cases that those were the best five teams in in their respective leagues. Um, I think maybe 12 is not the worst to add in one extra wild card because you get a chance where sometimes you get some really good teams that can't make it in. You know, I look at the AL East race um, a little bit and think one of those teams, certainly we could have taken another one. So it's it's probably good for the sport um, in general, but I also, on a biased perspective, come from a team, uh, as do you, that wins their division more times than not. Uh, you know, so it's like, wow. Well, uh, this rule is not particularly helping my team, really just making the road to a World Series harder. Yeah, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. I think I, I will say I was with the players here. Like, I think 14 would be ridiculous, like 14 teams. In the, right. Like that's basically theoretically having the winner of each division, the second place team in each division and then another team in each league. I just think that's ridiculous. Um, so I was with the players from that standpoint that we don't want all those teams in there, but I, th- I think 12, you know, is a good step, but let's not overdo it. Um, yeah. Let's, let's look at some other things, kind of just run through this real quick. We don't need to spend time on a lot of these different things. One thing that um, people have been following the lockout and news surrounding the MLB have probably seen recently is the discussion of banning the shift, adding pitch clocks, and enlarging the bases. And so this is something that is in the proposal, but is not in effect in this next season. And basically what it means is the MLB has 45 days from the day this is ratified, which is today, Thursday, um, Thursday, March 10th. They have 45 days to say whether or not they will include this 
in the 2023 season. And I think we're going to kind of dissect this in a future episode because I have some things to say about the shifts and why I don't think we should ban them. But we don't need to get into that now. Um, But James, what do you think about this? I mean, we don't need to break down each thing, but this is an interesting way to do it. You know, 45-day window for them to decide. Do you want the MLB to implement these things? Kind of a macroscopic perspective, or would you rather they kept them out? Well, I think... You know, I think it's good that the MLB is at least open to looking at rule changes, which they have been throughout the past as well. But I think that it's always good as the game evolves to, you know, have a league that's willing to kind of evolve with it. Um, as for these particular issues, I don't really care about the pitch clock. I think the argument that baseball games last too long is fairly stupid. I think if you cut 15 minutes out of a game, it doesn't matter. Like you're not going to take someone, someone's not going to watch two hours and 55 minutes of a game, but not watch a three hour, 10 minute game. Like that's not a reality. I don't think it does much. I think banning the shift, I'm with you. I I don't agree with it. I think it's part of the game. The enlarged bases, I don't really understand. The only justification I've thought of is uh, Key Brian Hayes jacked the home run versus the Dodgers, missed first base and was called out at the plate. So I don't know, Pittsburgh, just their only way to not whine about it was to get that deal, but the bases didn't seem to be a big problem, um, at least by my observation. So that's my big picture view of those rules. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think you hit it pretty good there. And like I said, I, I kind of have a lot to say about the banning shifts. I think it's point about the pitch clocks. Like, like, are pitchers really taking too much time? Like, it's not like they're up there for five minutes before they throw the ball. I think they said something like, 14 seconds uh, when no runners on and then 19 seconds when a runner's on. I don't know. It just seemed kind of ridiculous. Um, and so continuing on here, I mean, let's just keep grinding down this. Um, some of these major, major things I'll just throw out there. So you, we are limiting the number of times that a player can be optioned to the minor leagues. So a player on your major league roster, we're limiting the number of times that you can send them down, pull them back up. Um, that limit is five. And for some context, 56 players last year, um, 35 of those were pitchers, were optioned at least six times to the minors. So that will no longer be allowed. There will also now be a draft lottery to discourage teams from tanking. I've heard different things about what this is, but um, and like I said, we're doing this right after it was certified. But I've seen um, basically six picks are up for grabs in a lottery that's Um, with the 18 teams that don't make the playoffs are eligible in the lottery for those six picks. So that's kind of interesting thing to see. We'll um, we'll see that moving forward. Um, And now some other things, and we're not going to get into the financials because this is about celebrating. Let's not talk about that. The missed games, you know, obviously there were 91 games canceled. Are we going to play those? The question, the answer is yes. And they will be made up during double headers throughout the season. And there will be an extra um, three days added to the end of the regular season to help, you know, fill in some of these games. That's good. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad that we're getting 162 games. You know, nobody wanted to see each team play 150 or whatever. Um, but those are some big things. Uh, continuing down here, top two finishers in the rookie of the year get a full year of service. A team that has a rookie on their opening day roster now gets some draft pick compensation for playing these younger players early. Um, you know, I don't know. 
this stuff might come into play this year. It's good, whatever. Players got they went with what they wanted. But that's kind of the main changes here. Um, obviously, a lot of the dispute was about some of this core economic issues, the pre-arbitration pool, but we don't need to get into that. James, I mean, what are your thoughts overall on this collective bargaining agreement and where we stand now? I mean, I think there's a lot of good things that the players got out of it. Um, but what do you think? Well, I think that we got a nice, more equitable solution. I think that the players were able to have a little more leverage than they have in years past, which was good. Uh, and overall, this is a very happy day, and I'm ecstatic that baseball has been saved. But I do think it's still a black mark on the league and the sport as a whole that we can't overlook this process that we just went through. Right? It was 99 days of hell where they really started at day 85. So what is that about? You know, I'm still a little peeved on that um, and haven't necessarily forgot the league, you know, locking them out and causing all of this anarchy and chaos. But I think it's important to note, you know, we got a lot of some exciting rule changes, some different changes to look at. Um, you know, I think of like the National League designated hitter. I'm really excited about that. But more than anything, baseball's back. It's coming back in 162 game format with more teams coming in the playoffs. So hopefully that means we're gearing up for what is going to be a really exciting season. Um, and maybe all this lockout stuff gave baseball a little bit of publicity that might generate some extra viewers that they're not used to. You can only hope it went positive versus negative. But, you know, I'm still just trying to stay happy that we have baseball and we're getting a full season, which is more than I thought uh, a week ago. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, I don't think anybody really saw this coming as soon as it did, especially after last night when they were like, we're fucking canceling all these games, like two weeks are gone. And then all of a sudden today, it's like, okay, now we have this deal and now the blockout's over. So I, I don't think anybody saw this coming. But I mean, this is just a great day for baseball. It really is. And I think like what you said about publicity, you know, maybe that's true. And I think actually getting a deal is obviously really good for baseball because the negative publicity that would have come from canceling more and more games in a sport that's, you know, not, it's not dying by any means, but the younger viewers of baseball um, are, are, are limited. And, you know, we talked about that when we talked about making this podcast, but that would have been uh, a, a pretty bad mark on MLB's, um, resume. But I think resolving this is obviously fantastic news. I mean, we're both ecstatic. We were getting ready to make this podcast. We were pumped. And, you know, we're counting down the days. Four weeks from today is, is opening day. Four weeks. That's it. It's exciting. Exciting stuff there. Yeah. And I mean, we just wanted to make this a quick episode. You know, we had some other stuff we wanted to talk about that we're going to throw into future episodes, but that breaks it down. That's what the collective bargaining agreement is. Um, you know, maybe in a future episode, we'll talk about these some fine, some of these financial details, but I don't think they're as important. But this is amazing. I mean, this is what this is what we all want. All baseball fans want to see baseball in the sta- baseball on the field. And that's what we're getting. We're getting it. And uh, also, this is going to be a floodgate that opens up the free agency frenzy. I just checked no new updates on free agents yet, but I'm expecting uh, officially 27 minutes ago. The uh, lockout was ended, uh, which could allow free agency. So 
really going to bed with my fingers crossed that I wake up and Clayton Kershaw is a Dodger tomorrow. That is my biggest priority. Um, Andrew Friedman, let's sign the dude. Let's build the statue. I'm ready. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a great day. It seemed like baseball was head in going, you know, full steam into a catastrophe um, that could really derail the sport and the momentum they built up in the last couple of years. So hopefully we're saving that, get the players back on the field, get the game playing um, and have a summer full of some great baseball. Absolutely. Um, I mean, James, I don't have much more to say about this. You know, we said we wanted to make a short episode, just break it down. You have anything else you want to say to the viewers before um, we'll be talking again soon enough, but you got anything else you want to add? Rob Manfred still sucks. They may have signed the deal, but do not let him off the hook. We have to bully MLB and Rob Manfred until we get a new commissioner. Um, that's basically where I'm at there. I'm hoping the man clown tweets don't end from Stroman. Um, but something tells me they may now that he's back in charge. Uh, Rob Manfred, that is. But yeah, that's really it. Let, let's have a great season, and we are excited to cover every aspect of it. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll be back to you guys before next Friday, uh, maybe once, maybe twice. Uh, but keep us keep us going on the Twitter. We've been, we've been really active there, rounding third now. Other than that, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you.